Welcome, my Chicana and Latina moms. This space has been created only for you, solo para nosotras, Chicanas and Latina moms. In these episodes that I share with you, I talk about self-care and self-love and how to empower your being. You are not alone, and this is a revolución. We will continue to fight, fight for what is right for our being, starting with our own mental health, to be able to help and inspire those in need, starting with ourselves, our kids, our family, our community. I hope you enjoy all of these episodes that I record for you with all of my corazón para todas mis hermanas, Chicanas and Latina moms. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, Chicana and Latina moms, chingonas, ¿cómo están? Thank you so much for clicking here, Chicana and Latina moms podcast. I hope you're having a beautiful day. And if you're not, remember it's okay to not be okay. So let's start off by taking a deep breath. Holding it. And release. Anytime you're nervous or anxious, if you're at work, I mean anywhere, at home, outside in the park, wherever you're at, try your best to remember to take deep breaths and regulate your breathing. Eso les va a ayudar a tranquilizarse y enfocarse más en el presente. Definitely very, very helpful, you guys. Very helpful. Okay, ya que tomamos una respiración profunda, vamos a hablar sobre the mother wound. La herida de madre. I think that's how you translate it. Sí, no? Herida de madre. Okay. It's interesting, like, when I say the word madre, like, it sounds like an insult, right? Like, when hijo de tu madre, like, you know, like, just madre is so strong. But, uh, you know, but we are strong. We're our, we are strong. Um, so I want to talk to you about the mother wound. Um, I've talked about my personal mother wound here and there. Um, but I did want, I do want to talk to you about where I'm at with that because I know for sure this will help you also. Um, I definitely have had a difficult time since I honest, I think I can go back since I was first in first grade. If this is the first time you guys are listening to this podcast, this episode, I'm going to share the story again. And sorry for those who have heard the story. But um, the reason I say in first grade is because uh, my mom used to comb my hair. Me hacía trenzas and colitas, right? Actually, it's probably bef even before that. Okay, well, let me finish this story. And um, I hated it. <laughs> I hated when my mom would do my hair. She was not compassionate. She was not, 
in the moment. Me jalaba el pelo. It was like torture. I would tell her que me dolía and she would just ignore me. And I remember this day, <clears throat> excuse me, um, dejé, dejen tomar un poquito de jugo. Um, I remember it was a school day and I went into her room because I've always kind of had like long hair. Not as long as I have it now, but it was pretty long. And, um, obviously I didn't know how to do my hair, you know, I would just kind of put in a ponytail. It was just kind of toda chueca and everything, you know? Um, and I remember going into her room and she was going to start, she started like combing my hair. And I don't know if her and my dad were having an argument. I don't remember, to be honest. But she was not in a good mood. So anyways, I sit down and me está peinando. Pero me está jalando bien feo. Like, like, como dicen, bien gacho. Like, it hurts so bad. And I was like, ow, ow. And she's like, yeah, déjate. Like, calling, like, she would always cuss at me. I was, She would always say bad words. To the point where I was like, I can't wait to be an adult and cuss. Because that was what she was modeling. And I, I for some reason, I thought that was cool. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not. <clears throat> so, she was brushing my hair. Y me estaba jalando. Y yo me hacía como que, well, like, me estaba doliendo. And she's like, ay, whatever. And um, she got so mad that she ended up saying that she wanted to kill me. Te voy a matar, me vale madre si vuela. Like, in that manner. I just stood quiet. My dad was like, cállate, ¿qué estás diciendo? ¿Para qué le dices eso? You know, and this is one of the things that I understand. My dad is very a chill guy. And he would, he would speak up, but not strong enough to defend me from her. For my own mother. Isn't that crazy? Like, you say that? Oh, my gosh. So, that's what she told me. Um, I was in first grade, by the way, I was like five, six years old and I left his school so sad, like to think that she wanted to kill me. Obviously, right. She didn't do it, but her words, my mother's a very strong, intelligent woman, but she's very hurtful with her words, but then she's also loving. So she has that like hot, hot and cold of her. Right. And I understand we all have that. But for me, when I was a little girl and her, and being controlled by her so much, now as an adult, I can see that it was her fear that she didn't want anything to happen to me. I totally understand that. But back then, I didn't. Did I deserve it? No. Did you deserve it? No. If you can relate to that verbal emotional abuse you never deserved to be talked that way you never deserved to be hit con un cinturón con un gancho villa whatever i mean i've heard stories no nobody deserves to be treated like that nobody and because i grew up knowing how it felt to have my emotions hurt like so many times i'm very empathetic I know the feeling and I don't want people to suffer. So sometimes there was a time in my life um, where I was a people pleaser. Oh my goodness. Like it was like, like I think in, I don't want to say in a pathetic way, but it was just like, 
I wasn't, you know, taken, what's the word I want to use? I wasn't appreciated by maybe those people who I would go above and beyond for. Now I'm very like aware of it. So I'm, I'm just more like, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to go above and beyond. Like, se me cruza por la mente, you guys. Me cruza por la mente decir, like, I'm going to do something like this and this and this for that person. But then I'm like, wait a minute. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be willing to do it for me. So what am I getting out of it? Do I just want to be liked, accepted? I don't, I don't just want to be liked and accepted just because I'm kissing ass or I'm, like, being a people pleaser. I don't want to do that. No, no. But going through everything, like that one story of my mom doing my hair... Um, another story, um, where, I mean, there's so many stories, but I'm not going to give just negative cause I'm going to get into it a little deeper. Um, when I was little, I was always so skinny and <laughs> I mean, super skinny that where my mom was concerned that I wasn't eating. So she would give me vitamins, inyecciones, y blah, blah, blah. I don't know one time I got scared. I don't know if that's when we came back from Mexico, que nos asaltaron, or that was before. I don't remember. But um, I remember this lady coming over our house and yeah, yeah, she came over our house because I'm like, did we go over her house? No, she came over our house and my mom took my clothes off. You guys, completely naked, a little girl. She didn't tell me why, we, why, what was happening. She just got me naked in front of this lady I had never met para que me sobara. like you guys that's trauma that is fucking trauma and I remember the lady me estaba sobando el estómago porque pensaba que estaba empachada or whatever and me llenó toda de aceite like I remember era aceite de olivo y no sé que me dieron una cuchara de aceite de olivo <laughs> I laugh about it now but it wasn't funny back then And, um, I remember like changing. I felt so fucking violated, so violated. Like I felt like, I mean, that was trauma right there. You guys, I was being like massage one. I got naked. I was naked without my consent, even though I was little Two, I was being massaged on my body without my consent. That lady apparently was going to come back. And I remember my mom had una bolsa de naranjas. And ya sabía que eran para la señora, la sobadora, ¿verdad? And I poked holes in todas las naranjas y les puse talco. I was so pissed. Me daba rabia. La odiaba esa señora. Because, like, she did that to me. Como que me quise desquitar ahí, you know? And I stabbed all the oranges y les puse talco. And then the lady came. I'm like, die <laughs> I, no, you know not that I mean that to anybody like no never want anyone to die but I literally was like die lady die um and that right there was trauma and I'm I know I'm not alone you guys because this thing about sobadoras and curanderos and all this stuff is just like you know it's part of our culture right like las hierbas and limpias and stuff like that but yeah that was like insane I grew up with a mother who was very verbally abusive yet she's very um responsible intelligent she's a, a great provider but when it came to the mother aspect to like emotional connection unfortunately 
that area is not strong, unfortunately. And it sucks. It sucks. I definitely grew up seeing a lot of like my girlfriends with their their moms. And I'm like, oh my God, I wonder how that feels. Now I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, oh, that would be nice. But I think I've developed such a profound connection with myself that I've always been like my own best friend because I've always lived in my mind. So when children um, go through trauma and there's not an emotional connection with either one parent um, or both, they live in their mind. So my imagination was humongous, my creativity. Um, and I would just sometimes stay quiet most of the time because I was always in my mind. I would just create this crazy scenarios and illusions. So so I was very quiet when I was younger. Um, I actually got held back in first grade because I was super shy. Um, I went from public school um, to private school when I was in first grade. And I was extremely shy. And obviously at home, when it came to doing homework, I don't ever remember sitting down doing homework with either my mother or my father. So... I, como dicen a panzazos, supposedly I thought I was doing good. But yeah, sure enough, my mom said, no, quiero que repita para que aprenda. But then yet, I don't ever remember them sitting down with me to help me. So that that right there is kind of interesting. So I did repeat the first grade because I was very shy. Now as an adult, I'm not fucking shy whatsoever. Thank God, because I definitely have done the work I continue to do the work correction. I continue to do the work to help myself and love myself and open up my wings to fly. I feel like, you know, kids, when they're little, right, we don't want to hold their wings. They are meant to fly and explore the world. We tell them, vive la vida, but then yet we're holding on to them. Like, I think that's exactly what my mother did to me. And she was so afraid. She obviously that generational trauma, right? They gave to her the verbal abuse, the physical abuse. I don't know what other things she's gone through. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's hard for her to talk about. And um, But I know what I have gone through. I know my story. And I know it on my side of my life. And she, I don't think she will ever understand on what it is how of how I feel and see life um and this mother wound is tough you guys because it fucks with you I'm sorry to say that like it really really does um it really interrupted um for me to have like when it came to to relationships with other females it's sometimes it's it's challenging not not as much anymore, but I've always had more male guys than, than, than females. Now I'm able to say, okay, cool. You know, I, I have girlfriends and I get along with a lot of amazing women that are in my life, you know, for my husband's side and, and obviously in my family and friends that I've met. Um, but I do want to say that because of the emotional abandonment, um, I I can see that if someone is disrespectful, like at one one time, se las paso. 
If they're disrespectful the second time, también se las paso. Tres, también. But when I see that there's an ongoing disrespect, I definitely just take a step back because it's a trigger. And that's one of the things with the mother wound, that if you grew up with a mother who's very verbally abusive, emotionally absent, right, from your life, um, you will have issues with relationships in your life. Not just with females, it could also be with, like, partner, um, or even giving your children and peers, right? Because it's that lack of trust, right? That you didn't feel like you belonged, that you didn't feel a space secure enough to be who you are. Now you're like, wow, I'm in my 30s. How am I? You can, you know, or throughout your whole adolescent stage or throughout your 20s, 30s, and now in 40s, you're like, damn, I'm barely knowing who I am. And that's just how it flows, you guys. And there's There's like nothing wrong with it. I know we would want to have this wisdom that we have now. We wish we had it when we were younger. But our parents didn't have that. So how can they give us something that they don't know? So we just have to make sure that we keep pushing through and we learn. Trauma is is something else, you guys. I never in my life when I was like in my 20s that I think I had trauma. Honestly. And I, I had to be able to accept the fact that I I do. I do have trauma. And when this anxiety, my heart starts going like me palpita rapido. And I'm just like, oh my God, okay, the anxiety, ¿dónde viene? A ver, a ver, a ver, a ver. So then I have to like evaluate it, take a deep breath and I say, I'm safe. I got this. Don't worry. Like I'm talking to my inner child, having that conversation. So there's been many things, you know. Um, in my life to where I've been kind of thrown out to the wolves kind of thing, like into life. <laughs> oh man, it's tough. And it was kind of as a teenager, I felt that my mom just like, you know, she's a great provider, great provider. But the emotional aspect, no. Unfortunately, no. Um, and I was a teenager and I needed guidance and there was more calling name, calling me names because I was just a teenager, obviously siendo mensadas, um, and it was I was being criticized. I was being told I was like worthless, pendeja, idiota. Um, I mean, you name it. And then I got sent to Mexico because she couldn't raise me. So I just think it's, I I definitely think it is not right to do so. I understand maybe for safety for gang members that are just, you know, they're looking for them everywhere and they go to Mexico. I can understand that. But I was like, like, why do I have to be sent to Mexico? You can't raise me. Couldn't you raise me? And the answer is no. I feel that's exactly what I, what I got from that. Te voy a mandar a México porque yo no sé criarte. Y le voy a dejar esa responsabilidad a alguien más. Pero también es para que, para que aprendas. Aprenda Aprender de un error, de los errores de ella. Does that make sense? She did not know how to emotionally and be there and guiding with love and compassion and kindness. She was there out of fear, anxiety, and trauma. And that doesn't work. So when we are as parents right now, if we don't do the work to heal, we're going to really screw our kids You guys, if you can relate to what I am sharing with you, 
about this mother wound, you already lived it and you're living it. You know how it feels. So let's not allow this pattern to continue, you guys. With my kids, oh my goodness, I do not treat them the way my mother treated me. Not at all. Not at all. I have to guide them, love them, listen to them, and provide. The provide aspect, that's something that is, you know, responsibility as parents. It's not like the child, oh, yo, tú me debes porque yo te compré esto, yo te crié. You know what I mean? That's not the approach. Not the approach. So we need to break this cycle of the generational traumas. I am 42 years old. And I can honestly tell you that in my 40s, I know who I am. And I don't care what people think about me. This is why I have this platform. I will share this with you because you're not alone. And the reason I am speaking of myself is because other people have shared their story, which have inspired me. And I want to inspire you. Yes, I understand that everyone has to have a, you know, um, podcast to share their story. But you get to share your story with those who you wish to. And not, right? It's up to you. But it, we are capable of healing from this mother, mother wound. When you heal, this is interesting, you guys, because I think that cuando las mamás son bien criticonas, right? Porque nomás están viendo a qué corregir. Uno será por, por envidia, chisme, for, I don't know, I don't know. But si están siempre viendo qué cosas malas estás haciendo y qué de esto y el otro, entonces, you know what I have to say? That they're also paying attention on your growth. And that's going to stick. Because our mothers can heal through us as well. By, because we're modeling to them something different. Because they get to say, hey, that's exactly how I used to feel. Like, what? I'm hearing it for the first time from you or whatever, right? But we want to make sure that, and this is the important part, we, the importance of making sure, okay, let me rephrase that, the importance of making sure that you center yourself. If, you, if your mother is toxic, has narcissistic tendencies, right? Um, then remembering that ella sola se está peleando con su propio ser. Déjala que se pelee con su... Si no sabe filtrar las cosas de su mente y de su boca, esa es una pelea que ella misma está peleando ella misma. It has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. And what I just explained to you guys right now, it's going to take time. Consistency, reflection, reminders, and self-compassion for you to remember that you are worthy and that your mother's negative input has nothing to do with you. You guys, I have like two master's degrees, right? You might think like, oh my God, your mom and parents are like proud of you. Like my dad's proud of me. My mom, like, I don't know. And The other is that she's criticized my degrees. A los 40, casi 40 tienes una. When she never supported me when I was younger. Did she have to? It would have been nice. 
But the thing is, she didn't. And I navigated this this whole journey by myself with the help of others. She did help me. I can't dismiss that sometimes, you know, helping my son and and at some point also helping me. And this is where I'm not going to dismiss because I really appreciate my mother and my father for this. Where I ended up leaving my abusive relationship, verbal abusive relationship um, with my oldest son. And I ended up moving in with an uncle and aunt which I'm very grateful. And then I ended up moving into, um, my mom, my parents converted the garage into a little house. So that's where my son and I moved in. And I'm very grateful for that because I felt safe. Um, there was time where I struggled financially and my, my parents definitely helped me. My mom did share that she did not, that she felt so sad and heartbroken to see me like struggling with my son and I said are you kidding me I was like um like I was literally in heaven to know that I was no longer in that relationship and I was on my own I was still having an issue though navigating my life because I have been like kind of like boy crazy since I was like 13 years old so even after I had my son you know I would meet you know guys and there's I just regret that but I'm so grateful and blessed to have found my husband. It's just like amazing, you guys. It's so crazy how shit happens. <laughs> my God, it's crazy. Never, and you guys, never did I think of marriage. Like I never thought of like, I mean, I think at some point maybe here and there, but no tampoco así de obsesiva como, you know, where I would be like, this is the dress I would like. This is the da da. This is the type. Of, I never really gave myself that list of like this is the type of guy I want, because honestly, I didn't even know that was like a thing to do, to even think it. Oh, you have to take time to date so that you know what you're getting into. Oh, I mean, I did take my time to date, but I'm just saying like even like family wise or like other areas. Like, is there like, is he an alcoholic or not? Thank God, my husband is not. He doesn't drink or smoke. He's very, like, extremely responsible. And he's on top of his things, like, all the time, you guys. Like, I'm just, like, grateful. But then sometimes I think, oh, my God, did I marry my mother? Because <laughs> my mom is such a provider and, like, very organized. And But my husband is emotionally there. You know, I've talked about our issues in our relationship. And that definitely has a lot to do with the mother wound. And if you haven't heard that episode, mm, I think it's, like, in the season season one and it I, I don't remember what it's titled I think it's um my relationship something <laughs> if you want to go back and, and listen to it but I do want to share this story about my life to you guys because it took me time to really you know open up and feel comfortable enough to share a little bit more and I am a therapist and I think that the reason I'm a therapist is because I love to help people because I know, I know the feeling of being emotionally alone and it's, it's tough, you guys, it's fucking tough. Um, and you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that, that I would love to share with you, but a poco a poquito kind of thing, you know? But I do want to say that at the end of the day, um, I will always be taking care of, I'll take care of my parents, no matter what. Even if my mom abused me emotionally in that manner, I'm still going to take care of her. Yeah. It would have been nice, but you know, I don't lose hope. I, 
sorry, <laughs> I dropped something. I don't know if that was too loud. Um, never lose hope because I think that she's very wise and I think one day she'll get to that. I just hope it's not too like close to the end of her life and then she's like in a bed and no, I hope it's not like that. Um, but definitely is something that I will not lose hope. But everyone's journey is different. Now, me as a mother, I make sure to be present with my kids. I do not want to verbally abuse them the way I was verbally abused. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to support them. They want to do their career. I'm going to give them what I didn't get. And it's not just materialistic things. I'm talking about the emotional aspect. Being present. Connecting. And it is amazing because so far, so great. <laughs> so great. And yeah, you guys, if you're going through a situation with your mom, you're just like, oh, I dread the holidays, things like that. One of the things that I learned when I personally went to um, therapy was to create my own memories with, you know, with my family, my little family. And, um, and if I don't want to go somewhere, I don't go. I love from far. I love from far. Um, love people, but don't let them hurt you. Okay? There's people that we have in our lives who who have gone through trauma, like our mothers and other family members. So their trauma will speak out based on how they present themselves. Um, and, you know, now me as a therapist, like the goggles are so different. <laughs> like los lentes. Because of the knowledge that I've gained so far, and I will continue to learn, of course, because I don't know it all. But, like, veo la vida tan diferente, you guys. It's just so different. Like, I have to sometimes, like, put myself up and be like, you got this. You got this. I'm not going to let people hurt me. And if they try to hurt me, and if they say something disrespectful at that point, it's just like, that's a reflection of their heart. Of how they feel. What am I going to do? Go in their heart and change some kind of wire? That's impossible. No. No. I would set my boundaries. Definitely. Before I would not set boundaries. Because I didn't know how to. And what boundaries were. Pero si el aceina me lo va a quitar. Definitely. So by me sharing with you guys this episode. Um, I definitely encourage you. To do the work. And how do you do the work? I'm going to share with you what helped me. Okay. One. Seek therapy. I talked to a therapy. A woman of color. That was my. That's my go to for me personally. Okay. A woman of color. Um, so she understands. So, so she can try to understand. Right where I'm coming from. And talking about it. Talking about. Whatever it is that you feel that you need to talk to, talk about, I'm sorry, in therapy. Two, read books. Okay, Healing the Mother Wound. There's so many books out there. Watch videos on YouTube. There's a lot. I mean, tons of free videos out there. When you're doing your makeup, put a motivational video. That's what I do all the time. Most of the time, I should say. Not every single time. Most of the time. And reflect. Reflect on it. As a therapist too, what has helped me is hearing stories of my clients that I'm just like, wow, like, that's pretty cool. I like that. 
being able to implement it. And it, we learn from one another. We definitely do. Journal if that's your thing. If journaling is not your thing, it can be drawing. It can be exercising, hiking, sitting down outside and just in your backyard, you know, or taking the time to close your eyes and just, you know, let silence be. But the self-compassion conversation that that I had with myself and I continue to have definitely has helped because I developed that pattern to remind myself like I'm not alone I am worthy my mother's negative input doesn't define who I am I've come a long way and that little girl inside of me is very proud I have a picture of myself when I was you know when I was little in my wallet and I have one next to my office on next to my desk and I talk to her. I talk to her like, don't worry, whenever I'm feeling anxious, right? So I'm always like, don't worry about that and I got you. Okay, so you have to do what you feel is right. But also the thing that has helped me a lot is read like the Bible every day, process it and pray and bring God into my life. That's definitely also that what has helped me um, because when I pray and I have, and I make time to just keep it quiet and bring God, like, just like talk to me, it's the most beautiful thing. And I know many people, you know, are different, I'm not imposing anything, but I do want to share with you, se siente like tan maravilloso, like it's just beautiful. And when you do that work, it's great. I definitely stay away. I don't smoke. I don't drink. People who have trauma and drink um, can lead to alcoholism. It's really tough for someone to realize that they're alcoholics when they drink almost every day or even if they're functional because it's, it's possible to be a high-functioning alcoholic. You can have a, a job. You can go to, you know, you don't miss work. Many people have this um, idea that alcoholics, uh, people who drink, right, so much wine, beer, heart, whatever it is that they drink, um, that, yes, que no se bañan, que no van a trabajar. Yeah, there's, of course, there's people that do that, but there's some that are very high-functioning, but they're still alcoholics. So the reason I'm just highlighting that out is because what has helped me is, like, staying away from those substances, um, you know, not numbing my body physically in that manner. But there, another thing that I used to do was numb through shopping. So whenever I would go shopping, I had like this, you know, when you go shopping, you feel like this excitement of like, like, oh my goodness. So I would shop like crazy, you guys, even if it was like the freaking 99 cent store. I mean, it was just pathetic. Now, I because I'm sharing with you guys how centered I feel, the op the choices that I make of what I buy and not buy is just like like I'm proud of myself. I'm definitely proud of myself. I've come a long way and I feel like ah oh, like finally like finally and I wanted to share this with you guys because I've been sharing um a little bit more about my life and I am more active on TikTok by the way so I do share with videos that I post a little bit of my life because the more we share our stories, the more we learn and we know we're not alone. 
So, no están solas. Todo es posible. At the end of the day, this mother wound, um, you know, is, is healing. Like, la herida, right? And even though sometimes if you feel like your mom comes back and tries to open up, that wound, be like, how dare you close it? I'm your mother, and I have all the right to hurt you and open you up again and hurt you. No, 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 no. No, she does not. <laughs> no, she does not. You remove her hand from the herida, and you say, nope, uh-uh. Keep your hands to yourself, mother, or keep your comments to yourself. I would appreciate your respect, and if you don't, you're not going to see me. And that's how that happens. That definitely happens. When a person, cuando una persona es tóxica, nadie se le quiere, nadie la quiere visitar. Nadie quiere hacer cosas, o sea, like, esa energía es tan tóxica, ¿quién va a querer estar alrededor de una persona así? So it, it's common. I've been there, you guys. And it's okay for sometimes to you, for you not to go. Even though they try to make you feel guilty. There was a, a phrase that my mom had shared. Because she said, ¿Vas a venir? I'm like, no. Ay, pues que sacrificio. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> and I didn't go. But her comments, ay, que sacrificio. Un sacrificio, like everything. And when she said that, I just, it also reminded me, you guys, how, you know, the Marianismo, right? And how many, many mothers like say yo me sacrifique por ti I didn't ask I didn't ask to be born like I'm sorry that you went through that but I didn't ask te sacrificaste en diferentes maneras porque fue tu decisión at the end of the day it's our decision you guys we can't be blaming others we can't everything that we go through in childhood and now we're adults And it takes time to get there to accept the fact that at some point you can't, you have, we have to stop blaming our parents, right? Now it's taking accountability and saying like, ni modo, I've, you know, I've heard par some parents say, well, parents that are going through the mother wound, he mother wound healing um, will say pretty much like, mm, you know, I, it was hard for me to to forgive my mother or father. My father wasn't there in my life. And I hated that man. And then now they're like, I don't hate him. I actually thank him. And I'm like, what? Well, before I'd be like, wait, what? Why do you thank them? They're like, I thank them because it's turned me into the woman I am now. Their absence spoke volumes. And if this was my journey, this is my life journey was that was meant for me, then I'm going to make the best out of it out of it in my life and give my kids the love and atten attention they deserve. That right there is growth to its finest. Because we can say, no, no lo odio, I'm over it, and then we're already talking shit. Like, it's just not going to match. Not. So, you know, it's, it's challenging to forgive. But when you forgive people, doesn't mean that you're dismissing the fact that what they did wrong was actually wrong, Right? is that you're forgiving yourself also and you don't want to carry that. So healing is a little ugly, but it's also very rewarding and beautiful. So I can definitely tell you guys that understanding this mother wound in my life, I am able to understand and see clearly what 
my choices are in life. That is not just shutting down, but it's also showing love and respect for myself because then it's visible to the world, especially our family, right? Husband, kids, partners, friends, you name it. Heck, whatever service you're doing, you know, customer service. También ahí refleja un poco de tu vida. But some people who have tendencies, like a mother or a parent who is narcissistic, um, will look like an angel or like an amazing person in front of other people. But then behind doors is a different thing. And this is one of the things, you guys, that um, when they say, um, why do people treat friends better than family? Well, because many people think that family is always going to put up with their shit no matter what. But reality is that's not true. That is not true. If my mother was extremely abusive more than what she is, I don't even think I would even want to talk to her. So, like, it was traumatizing. It was unnecessary the way she she was. And she sometimes continues to be here and there. I have pretty much taken a step back. I don't visit my mother every day. I don't talk to her every day. I talk to her sometimes here and there. She triggers me sometimes. But now I'm able to understand those triggers. And I reflect and I kind of reset back to where I want to be. And it's just like I'm proud of myself for that. Really, you guys, it's just amazing. And you're very capable yourself as well. If it's your father or mother. Um, but, you know, in this case, we're talking about mothers. And if you have a good relationship with your mother, um, then, you know, you have something that many of us don't. And I, I definitely think that everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. I went through what I went through to then be able to help other people. Because it's like, oh, damn, I've, I've been through the same path. Let me help you. <laughs> Crazy, right? How life works. And then for those who have a good relationship with their mothers, then they're able to share that with others who maybe, you know, lack that area and they learn from you. It's, it's, life is just beautiful. But it has its moments, obviously, right? It's pros and cons. <laughs> but either way, you guys, I wanted to share this um, story about the mother wound and things that have worked with me, for me. Because this is just a reminder, que no están solas. And you will find a maternal figure in your life. And I know that for those who are Catholic, you know, we gravitate to La Virgen Maria. And for those who are not Catholic, then, you know, you gravitate to a mother figure. If you have not yet, maybe you do. I don't know, right? Every religion is different. But the mother figure is very important. You as a mother and how you reparent yourself. If you feel like I don't really have a, a positive mother, like emotional mother figure in my life that I can gravitate on, gravitate on <laughs> um, then find one. Find one. And if you can't find one, remember you have yourself to be that great mother and to give yourself that love and the attention that that little girl needs. You're going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. Um, why wouldn't it be not? 
Why wouldn't we not, I should say. So, cuídense. Remember, do the work. It pays off. Tell me about it. <laughs> cuídense, take care, and stay tuned for more. Adios. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in the Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina Moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias.